Welcome to Wine, Spirits, and, and Witches. Witches. This is Monica. And this is Shauna, and we're your High Priestess for this evening. How are you doing today, Monica? I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. A little tired, but I'm okay. All right. I'll accept it. Okay, I'll good. accept it. What you drinking? Tonight I'm drinking some Baileys. Your favorite. My favorite, yeah. Do you ever, do you just drink it straight or do you ever like mix it with stuff? Sometimes I mix it with stuff, but I like it straight. What do you mix it with? Sometimes you can mix, mix Baileys and vodka together. Oh, Baileys that's vodka, have a nice little bite. And it makes, um, I think it's called the Godmother or something like that. Yeah, it's pretty good. I am liable on holidays such as like Christmas or Thanksgiving to put it in my coffee in the morning mm. as I start the day. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. works too. That, that definitely is, is a thing that I enjoy. What are you drinking tonight, girl? I'm drinking a nice little glass of rosé, and it's from this really, I'm looking around for the bottle. It's from this really cool <clears throat> company called Prophecy. Mm. And I don't know how long they've been out, but I started noticing their wines earlier in 2019. And the thing that I like is that they're super fucking witchy. So this is their rosé. And if you look at the bottle, you can see like it's very like Art Nouveau kind of mm -hmm, style with mm -hmm. their drawing. Um, and I love that it's pink because, hey, have you seen my hair? Yes. But the really interesting thing is if you're well-versed with the tarot, you'll actually see that this is the Wheel of Fortune that she is standing oh, wow. um, in front of. And then the really cool part of that is you turn it around and the name of this particular rosé is called Goddess of Fortune. Oh, wow. Very so cool. it's a very witchy wine. I think the label's really pretty. I like the like metallic gold like hues in it as well. So I think the art is really nice. And it's from France. Yep. And it is very yummy, so Enjoy. I I definitely will. I've become more of a rosé fan as of lately. I used to only like like really dry red wines, huh. and so now I'm switching over and liking the rosés a lot more. I'm still trying to get the hang of white wine, so <laughs> okay. still a hit or miss. Did I ever tell you that my grandfather used to make wine in his basement? That is so fucking awesome. Yeah, my uncle used to take me down to the basement, and he would open his big... Uh, barrel, right? And he would skim off. He used to call it mother of pearl. I guess it was whatever forms on top of the wine when it's whatever that is. Mm -hmm. And then it was so blood red and my grandfather used to get fucked up at the dinner table. It was really hysterical. Did he ever like step on it? Like that stereotypical that like you step no, on the grapes? No, I've never seen that part. Damn. Never seen that part. But I did see him stirring that big barrel down there. If if I'm being honest, I would like the opportunity to step on a bunch of grapes. However, I do not think I would want to partake in foot wine. Yeah. I'm yeah. not sure if I'd really be down for that, but I would like to, to do the process. It feels like I would have a lot of fun, and I would probably be drunk while I did it. So did you ever see that players. I Love Lucy yep, episode? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a classic. So yeah. I, I really kind of dig that. Very cool. <clears throat> so... We're still in January, yes, but we're going to be talking about in bulk today. Okay, and another name for in bulk is candle mass. Yes, and I was just reading on um, Raven on in Raven Vermasi's Italian witchcraft book when he breaks down the holidays that in at least his version of Strega, and you can tell me like your thoughts on this that he also sees in bulk as Lupercalia, which 
my initial thought was like, oh wow, like I wouldn't, I wouldn't have really thought to put that hand in hand, except for the fact that they're close in date, because Lupercalia tends to be more around like Valentine's Day, where in bulk is in February, in the beginning of February. Right. But I guess it kind of made sense when we broke down that Lupercalia kind of talks about like Lupercus's puberty. Lupercus. So it's, yeah. it's the feast of Lupercus, Lup- not Lupercalia, because that's kind of. That's its own thing, right? Yeah. Okay, so I think I wrote my notes wrong because it straight out said Lupercalia, and I'm like, that seems a little different to me than in bulk. Yeah, yeah. so it's the, it's the Festa di Lupercus, the celebration of purification and fertility. That's what we use it for, and it is the puberty of the Lord God. And back in the day, in our tradition, the Gregori, who are the watchers, mm-hmm. um, set 12 labors before the young um, God, and he had to prove himself worthy so the only way he could do that is by completing the tasks. Now he was, and then he gets free of uh, of any constraints for that year. Oh, that's awesome! And that's what we're that's awesome. looking that, at yeah. with Im- okay. That's I like the, that. That's the Italian. That's the Italian uh, way of, the it- of candle mass. Yes. Okay. Well, the rest of the world does it a whole <laughs> lot different. Yes, it um, does. So it's cool that we got to touch on that because we are Stregas. But one right. thing I did want to touch on real fast is that we are in January, but the reason why we're doing this episode now is because Imbolc is on February 2nd, which is very early in the month. And so we want to give our listeners time to prepare their rituals and their spells and what they're going to do so that they feel prepared. Absolutely. So is there anything else before we dive into the more Celtic? way of celebrating in bulk that we want to talk about candle mass striga style okay well you know in bulk or candle mass marks the midpoint between the winter solstice and the spring equinox and it's one of the eight festivals and um the goddess bridget is very connected with in bulk yes yes so what do you know about her she is actually really exciting And one of the reasons being is I know that we've talked in the past about how there is a very big connection between saints and witchcraft. Yes. Because we've learned how to incorporate them into our witchcrafts that we could do witchery more low pro without being persecuted by the church. Bridget, however, was straight out and legit was and still is a pagan goddess that the church was like, cool, well, everyone needs to assimilate, so we'll just take her and make her a saint. Right. So she's the only one that is both a saint and a goddess. Oh, wow. Which I think is super cool. And so that's the first thing that I think is really rad about her. Now, she has a lot of different names from Bridget to Bridget to Brieg. Yes. And again, I'm probably going to screw all of them up just because my pronunciation is garbage. Um and I believe in Scotland, she's also called Bride or the Bride. Okay. And so one of the things about her that I found interesting, and I was actually talking to Jarrell, who is one of our coworkers at Green Man, and he um, knows a lot more about Bridget than I do, so I was lucky enough to sit down and talk to him a little bit. And he said that one of the interesting things about Bridget is because she is seen as um, the patron saint and the goddess that rules over childbirth and midwifery and he as he put it that she's a liminal goddess meaning that she's kind of in the doorway of two sides so she's got this duality to her even though she is seen as a triple goddess but the interesting story about her is that there's a lot of different lore around her birth and her her lineage 
And I did read some things that according to the church, she was the daughter of a druid. There are other legends that she is the daughter of a god. And in most of the lore, her mother is a human. Uh-huh. And the same, the what, what the, the common denominator here is with a lot of the lore is that her mother was pregnant, ready to pop. This baby was coming out. And her mom finally was like, I got, I got to go outside. I got to get help. Someone needs to help me deliver this baby. And she walked into just like her front doorway on her way out the door to try and find help. And Bridget came. Wow. And so she was born in a doorway. So in not between al- places. In between places. So yeah. she is the goddess of the in between. In between of both. So that was a really interesting thing about her, I thought. Um, she is the patron saint of Ireland. Mm-hmm. And she is the goddess of healers, poets, blacksmiths, childbirth, and inspiration. She is also considered the goddess of spring, as well as fire and water, which is why we will see her as the goddess of the forge and of blacksmiths with the fire. But a lot of times, if you look at art of her or her statues, you'll see her usually with the baby lamb next to her, which is a symbol of the coming spring, but also she'll have a cauldron or Bridget's well with her. Mm-hmm. And the really cool thing is that there is a place in Ireland, in Kil- Kildare, Ireland, I believe I'm saying this right, where she has both Bridget's Eternal Flame and the well. Oh, wow, that's very cool. And these are actual physical things that you can go see, and it is something that is a destination for people when they visit Ireland. And they do have a flame that first, way back in the day, in about 1220 CE, they had 19 priestess that would tend to this fire. Men weren't allowed there. And they would each take a day where each day one of them was tending to this fire to make sure that it never went out. Mm. And then the legend is that on the 20th day, Bridget would tend it herself Mm. or the spirit of her. Because at this point, even if she was a real person, which like the lore can't really pinpoint whether or not she was, like we do know that a lot of saints are real people with her. There's a lot of speculation around it. But on the 20th day, the spirit of Bridget would come in and tend this flame. Okay. And it stayed there for a while, and then I believe a bishop came in and shut it down and was kind of like, hey, men can't come here, we'll fuck you. Mm. And so then it was shut down, and then it was brought back again in the 1500s. At this point, Bridget had, had made this interesting shift from being a goddess to being a saint. Mm. And so instead of it being tended by 19 priestess, it was now tended by 19 nuns. Oh, wow. And it was the same principle, though, where it was a nun a day to tend it, and on the 20th day they would leave it, and it would tend itself, and they would start over. Um, I do believe that there was a lapse there between the 1500s, and I, I could be wrong, but I believe I've overheard this before, that the reason being is that it was actually the fire was turned off just because they needed to... Um, move it there was construction Mm. but it did start up again i know for sure in 1993 and it has been burning ever since that's very cool the really cool thing about it is that you can actually go there and light candles Mm -hmm. out of the flame and so the very first public ritual i ever attended was in bulk Mm-hmm. And um, I'm not going to say who I attended it with because I actually have a really funny story with this. Um, but the cool thing about the ritual is that they did pass out candles. Somebody went to Ireland, lit a candle with that, and then snuffed it out so that it like still captured the spirit of Bridget and her flame. So that when they relit it, we each had a tiny chime candle and they lit all of them. So I actually have a candle that was initiated with Bridget's flame. That's great. It was really cool. It was um, very cool. My so my in bulk story, just real quick, it was my very first 
public ritual. I had never been to one. I had just finished like my Wicca 101 and had become more of a social witch, still technically solitary, but wanting to do more with more of the community. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to check this out. And I was so nervous and I was so excited and I could not wait to see what witchery was ahead of me. And it was the most hippy dippy fucking ritual I've ever been to. Some guy came and like threw flower petals in my face, like me and like this girl that walked in the door at the same time. And he went, share, love each other and walked away. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, okay, well, I guess witchcraft isn't for me. I'm going to hang up my little hat. This was a nice little stint. I'm done. And then I had stopped into Green Man, I believe the next day. Um, to buy a candle and I still got a sack so I was like I don't know if I want to do this anymore that was really lame last night like this isn't my thing and I saw Griffin our manager and he was like hey so what did you think about this and at the time I was just a customer of the store and I didn't want to hurt his feelings and be like I hated it so I was like oh it was really great I I loved it and either you could just tell on my face that I wasn't a happy camper or Griffin's just really psychic because he was like oh well I'm glad you liked it it's not personally my cup of tea but if it's your thing like cool and I was like wait there's more you're not gonna throw freaking flower petals in my face and be a hippie about it he's like oh no I'm like okay maybe I still am a witch oh wow <laughs> yeah, you, oh you're not oh, I'm okay. not gonna say who because it's still they're, they're, they're a still really, around they're, st- they're, they're still around and I'm not saying that they're not a good group they're an established group and they're really good and they're very knowledgeable it's just different strokes for different folks and that hippie stuff, stuff is yeah. just not my vibe but okay. that was my first thing but I always think about in bulk now because it was like my introduction into public ritual and so i feel like it is kind of i think about it kind of like one of my witchy anniversaries ah okay um another lore about brigid is that she is considered to be the foster mother of christ and i couldn't find a lot on that that could give me a lot of detail however i did find a quote that said um that she wrapped the newborn babe in her mantle in mary's hour of weakness and Bridget is known for wearing a green mantle, a.k.a. cloak. And the lore is is that anyone that is underneath her cloak is protected. Mm-hmm. And so she protected baby Jesus while Mary, I'm assuming, was healing. Because we have to remember that Bridget is also the goddess of midwifery and childbirth. Right. So that tied in, and that's how we also see her more into the Catholic and Christian lore as well as the pagan lore. Right. So... She is also a, a saint, so she's the patron saint of farm work, cattle, and she is a household protector. Her feast day is technically February 1st, which, if I call correctly, is supposed to be the day of her death. And the church was actually questioned about this, where they're like, hey, that's the day before Imbolc, which she is sacred to that holiday. Like, did you guys do that on purpose? Oh, man. And they were like, we don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, of course not. Um, so just... To wrap up a little bit more about her, she is known for Bridget's Cross, which is made with corn husks, right. which is really fun. And it kind of looks like a mixture of like a cross, a square, and a star, maybe, is the mm-hmm, best way to mm-hmm, describe it. Mm-hmm. Her symbols are fire, milk, cauldrons, and lambs. And I found some interesting stuff on plants, but I would say, like, from my research and what agreed with me, at least, is that plants sacred to her would be Angelica yellow flowers oak because that is one of her sacred trees and i said birch the reason being is that green man has an incense that they blend called imbolc or brigid and it has a very heavy birch smell to it um because birch is very smoky and it reminds you of the forge because she is the goddess of the forge and a 
and of blacksmiths. Well, I have more herbs that I found that are connected with her. All right. Blackberries, um, mostly used to um, attract prosperity and healing. And, you know, Venus is the ruler. Of blackberries? Of her. Of, 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 of Imbolf, yeah. Oh, of Im oh really? Uh -huh. Oh, shit, I didn't know that. And then um, Colt's foot removes emotional and physical stagnation and brings peace. And ginger is revitalizing the fire within yourself. Also sacred to her are violets, angelica, which you said, basil, bay, tansy, um, snow, snowdrops, those flowers, those snowdrops, and all white and yellow flowers. And rowan, the trees are rowan as well, protects and wards. Awesome. Did you get oak as well? Did you find I that? I did not see oak as well. I forget why. There is something to do with oak, I believe. Um, and I, I could be wrong because I read so much different lore on her. But I do believe that there was an oak tree where her eternal flame is. Okay. Could be why. But there was something about an, a live oak tree being in close proximity to something that is one of her symbols, which is why I saw that. Okay. And if I could read what I wrote here, but I can't. So I don't even know what that word is, so... Um, but some of the things that you can do, oh wait, well, some of her colors are white, orange, and red. What did you get? You know what? I didn't really find colors on her, but a lot of what I saw as far as flowers and stuff, it was a lot of yellows. Okay. And you know, things that you can do on old in bulk or candle mess is you can make a Bridget's cross. Mm -hmm. You could also make, um, a, a corn doll out of, for Bridget. And, uh, it's called a Bree jog. That's what it's called. The, the corn dollies or the corn things. Oh, cool! Yeah. And you can wrap them in white fabric and decorate with the first flowers and greenery from your garden uh, for the spring coming up. That's that is you... awesome. And uh, also another thing you could do is light a fire mm -hmm. for her. Also, this is the time to burn the Yule greens. In the oh, fire. like the hey, hey, hey! Sorry, we have a dog fight here going on. Sorry. Um, we had a familiar bickering. Yes, the we did. The familiars had a difference in opinion. Yes. So you can burn your Yule greens this date in her fire. And also, if there's any wells or springs by you, you can toss um, coins in it to for as an offering to Bridget. I, I like that. Or running water. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, she is, she is the goddess of the well, so that's actually really cool. I found... Oh, did you have more on her? I don't know. I'm trying to find. <laughs> oh, the stones. I have her stones. Oh, cool. I couldn't find that. Amethyst, bloodstone, garnet, ruby, turquoise, and onyx. You know what's interesting? Is I would well, I mean, I guess it's technically not a stone, I suppose. It's metal. But I would think that iron would be sacred to her since oh. she's the goddess of the forge. That's a metal. You know? Yeah, it's that's a metal. A metal. Yeah. So I would think that that would be something to me in my head that would make sense. Right. Um, and maybe even Moonstone. I mean, she's not technically the goddess of motherhood, but she is the goddess of childbirth, midwifery, and which then right. later became a bigger thing for helium. But I think it's really interesting how dynamic she is when we look at what she's the goddess of. She is considered a triple goddess. Mm -hmm. First up, being goddess of the forge, like that's fucking like badass and heavy yeah, yeah. like you're being like you're you're a blacksmith like that's pretty and also very masculine so i think that's really cool that there's a goddess of the forge and it's not just like oh there's a god of it you know 
if I'm being perfectly honest, I've never even looked at that if there is a god of the forge. I would assume so, but I've always I always kind of think of Bridget, and I think that's really cool. But then we go into something that is also very hardcore, but incredibly feminine instead, which is childbirth and midwifing. Yeah, you know. And then on a totally other one, she's the goddess of poetry and like arts and crafts inspiration. Yeah, she's got a lot going on. She has a she's a multi multitasking goddess. She's a busy bitch. Yeah, she is. She sure is, man. Let me tell you. I found a really cool spell that I, I I can't take credit for it. It's something I found on Pinterest. I spent a lot of time on Pinterest, which results in me like staring at my phone for about four hours. <laughs> and then I have like four failed arts and crafts projects that look like crap, a giant mess, and like one really cool meal. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay, we'll take the really cool meal. Right. So before I get into the spell, I think it would make sense to talk a little bit about in bulk and some of the things that it stands for and stuff so we know that bridget is very closely associated with it and is considered essentially like the goddess of in bulk mm-hmm. um yes. but in bulk is something that happens in the beginning of february and we have to remember that the pagan wheel of the year is very closely tied to agriculture because back in the day like that is what dictated your life if right. there was crops all about you right. were healthy you were fed you had money and then during the winter, like, you have to just, like, batten down the hatches. You got to hope that your food supply lasts. You got to hope you don't fucking get sick. You don't have money. Like, it was a really hardcore time. So that's why it's considered, like, the dark time. Yes. But when February rolls around, when Imbolc rolls around, the first signs of spring begin by the snow begins to melt and you start to see little sprouting plants. So you get to go awesome. Like the, the world is becoming fertile again. Yes. You see that your livestock are starting to have babies, which is awesome because now you know that you're going to have more livestock, but also because now you have milk. So now you have fresh nourishment that you can depend on. Right. So, <clears throat> so back then that was a really big thing. Hell and yeah. so we still see that today and we see it as the promise of spring, the promise of new life and new beginnings and one of the things that they did back in the day was the farmers would all gather all of their seeds and the things that they were going to plant in their fields and on Imbolc they would bless them and they would bless their seeds with just the beginning of spring so that they could ensure a good harvest in the fall. Oh that's great. Yeah I thought that was really cool. And you know they light the fires and stuff there's a reason for all of that it's to lure the sun back Mm. back into into the season again to get it you know well i'm ready for it because as much as i love winter like being in los angeles it's fucking hot here in the summer but i'm ready for the sun to come back just because it is so weird having it like pitch black at five o'clock you know but i noticed today on the way home from work at five o'clock it was still bright out I it was, like, was. ah yeah the sun is returning the, the sun, sun is, is returning i saw a really beautiful sunset on my way home and i don't think i i don't think that's till about like 5 30 or so that's yeah, right, which was exactly. exciting so the, it's getting lighter thank yeah, god yes i like that i do too so i found this really cool spell on pinterest that i think is a really cool like arts and crafty kind of thing which does go ahead and correspond with bridget because she is the goddess of creativity and arts and crafts it's also super fucking simple and you legit do not need any complicated stuff or any witchy tools at all okay so what you're making is an ice lantern. Oh, nice. And I want to give credit to, let me double check that I'm saying this right. It's, I can't remember, it's Moody Moods. I think it's Moody Moons. Yes, Moody, like cranky, Moons. Okay. And she is on 
<clears throat> Facebook and Pinterest and Instagram and Twitter. I found this through Pinterest. Um, so I'm going to paraphrase this rather than read off her article, but I thought this was really cool because, like we just said, in bulk is talking about the snow begins to melt. So we're essentially creating our own snow and then we're melting it. Oh, okay. So you get a big bowl and you get a glass jar that can fit inside the bowl but leave space between the bowl and the jar. Essentially, you're going to kind of make like a smaller version of like a bunt cake mold kind of. So if you had like a small one of those, I suppose you could just use that. Okay. Because you're basically going to make an ice donut. Okay. So you can put, in her instructions, she said to put a crystal inside the jar. And its purpose, she used quartz, which I think would be excellent. However, now that we know what Bridget's stones are, we could throw some garnet or something like that in there to not only charge this lantern, but also to hold your jar down so it stays in place. And then you'll take different fresh herbs of your choosing. I would suggest using some that are sacred to Bridget and Imbolc. So we talked about blackberries and so maybe like blackberry leaves. For some reason, I'm stuck on stupid with rosemary and it could be because I saw it in the picture on her blog. Okay. Um, and I was actually thinking, I know I would use yellow flowers, so maybe like calendula. Yeah, that's yellow. Yeah, any kind of yellow flowers. Yeah. And, um... I was actually thinking maybe even cornflowers because you see so much like arts and yeah. crafts with corn and cornflowers are so pretty. So maybe some of those. So you can choose herbs that either go with, you know, what go with either in bulk or if you're going to work this for a specific purpose or what have you. So you sprinkle the herbs in the bowl and then you fill it up with water and then you pop it in the freezer and you let it solidify and then when you pull it out, you take the ice block out of the bowl and you like detach the jar from it and what you're gonna have is an ice donut of sorts full of herbs that are that are uh, frozen into this and then what you do is you put a tea light in the middle of your ice lantern and you let the flame melt your snow wow i thought it was really cool it is very cool i like that a lot so i'm actually i'm planning on trying to well trying I, I i don't know if i really could pinterest fail this one but i don't really want to tempt fate here but i'm going to try and do this for our coven for our our in bulk because it just seems so easily yeah easily attainable it represents bridget because you've got the fire and the water going on it represents the melting of the snow and then as you melt the snow and you melt your ice you get the herbs which is like the plant sprouts that you would see on the ground so it's like wrapping in bulk into this nice little bowl in your freezer. I love it. I love that. It sounds so so cool. I was I, really I'm thinking about of it. using it just uh, mundanely, like you know, make a ice mold with some herbs in it. Yeah, right. Or a punch or something. Sure. Right. So I thought that was like super cool. I was really excited when I found that. So Moody Moons, thank you for that because that is such a fun and a really cool spell that i'm really looking forward yes, to doing sounds so good yes. i will try and take pictures of it um the only thing that i'm worried about i'm like am i gonna be able to like have enough finesse to actually get it out of the bowl without like breaking the jar at the bowl sometimes yeah. that that's kind of but i think i might see if i can just find like a small bunt cake mold yeah we shall see or like maybe a metal pan would work as good because that way you don't have to worry about breaking the bowl. Luckily, it's still January, so we're doing this episode so everyone can prepare for in bulk. And this means me prepared too. So maybe I'll have to do a couple test runs on this. Yeah, to see if it works <laughs> and stuff, right. 
So I was excited when I found that. Very That's good. my really impulse like that spell. One. That's really yeah. cool. I really dug that. I was really excited about it. Very cool. So another cool thing about Imbolc is um, you can really kind of see it. Now, I mean, every holiday has traditional food. Right. And we know, like, oh, this goes with this. Almost like, you know, we think about Thanksgiving and we think of turkey or we think of Easter and we think of eggs or, you know, different things right. like that. So I find that I, I like the idea of really how closely the diet of Imbolc goes with the holiday. So it's not just traditional foods, but a lot of people, and this isn't a vegan-friendly thing, okay. but um, a lot of people will try and consist of a diet of just dairy or that dairy is the main the main ingredient in all of their food that day because a lot of times around in bulk there were baby lambs baby cows like your livestock were, were, were birthing its young which meant that you had milk Right. And so that was a very prominent thing in people's diets back then on this day because that's one of the only fresh nutrients you really had. Uh-huh. And so it's, I think the first in bulk that I observed that day I did, I did like mostly like yogurt and cheese and stuff like that. And I think I had like some fruit or some bread and stuff, but I did actually observe that I wanted to try and do that, which luckily like it's easy i, I want to say like oh it was hard when i wanted to have tacos but i couldn't but honestly it really was a lot easier because i could find a whole lot of different dairy things at the grocery store so that was really cool yeah i mean obviously if you are vegan and you wanted to participate in something like that there is some really great milk substitutes or some really good cheese substitutes and things like that right but, um, yeah, I will always remember that. And in my Wicca 101 class that I did, there was a girl that would always make this really badass rosemary bread. Oh. And she would always, right before she would bake it, she would draw a pentagram. Oh, nice. Into it. So I thought that was really cool. So when I kind of think of, like, a really easy, like, in-bulk snack, I tend to think of, like, goat cheese and, like, warm rosemary bread. Mm. There's some really good, like, no-need recipes. I'm not a really, I'm not really a big baker. I cook a lot. I don't really bake. And I can't say that I've really tried. And part of it is because I'm lazy. And you got to be really, like, on point with your baking. You can't really wing it. And it's not, like, in-the-cuff cooking. But there is some easy rosemary bread recipes if anyone wants to find those. But um, I did have a recipe for an in-bulk food. An in-bulk treat that does center itself around goat cheese. I know a lot of people don't like goat cheese, which is fine with me because it just means more for me. I like goat cheese. I know. We share that that thing. I love it. Like, so Monica and I both work at Green Men. We're both readers, and we do work on some of the same days, and it's really exciting when we're both available and don't have readings because I'll go in her room, and she almost always has really yummy crackers and, like, whipped goat cheese, and we just fucking chow down. We do. It's so good. I love it. I also love the fact that my husband doesn't like goat cheese because it means I don't have to share with him. There you go. It's really exciting. I love it when people... I'm going to have to get him to try cheesecake, though. I don't think he realizes what it's supposed to be. I don't don't like it at all. Have you tried it? Yeah, I've tried it. When, though? Like, when was your last time? Maybe you should try it for in bulk since it's technically a dairy. It could be like you could be like helping I, us observe the holiday. Really I don't understand what you don't yeah. try it. Okay, All right, then. there we go. All right. Well, I've been on recording. Really we have evidence. Cheesecake. New York cheesecake. Yeah. All right. Has Send to be us New York. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Send us your suggestions of the best New York cheesecake <laughs> that we can find in Los Angeles, right. so that we can 
bring Ricky over to the cheese side. Yes, for sure. <laughs> I mean, all your cheese is going to be gone, though. No, you're not going to touch my goat cheese because you don't like goat cheese. So we're fine. If you touch my goat cheese, I might have to break some fingers. Uh-oh. So it's just like you don't fuck with Monica's candles. Don't fuck with my candle. Don't fuck with my goat cheese. There you go. I'm fine. <laughs> so here is a goat cheese uh, tartlet that you can make that's actually really simple. And quite honestly, you don't need to have a whole lot of culinary skills to do it, which is nice. I love it. So you're going to need to get two cloves of garlic, a little bit of lemon zest, some chopped green onions, um, you, and so spinach. I always get like fresh spinach and then I saute it. And so you want like, I, I always just kind of eyeball it, but I guess like, you know, like maybe like a cup or two of like once it's sauteed because right. it cooks down right. and you want to squeeze, squeeze the moisture out of it uh -huh. and you get one egg and then you're gonna get some phyllo dough or some like puff pastry right apparently they make this like in pre-shaped like little shells oh. i've always just seen it in like flat sheets yeah so if you find it in the flat sheets all you got to do is like push it into a muffin tin yeah to like make that shape and then you'll get a little bit of flour like about a teaspoon or so some salt and pepper a little bit of butter and then you're gonna go ahead and get your goat cheese about four ounces of it and about a quarter of a cup of milk all right so you're gonna heat up your butter and you're gonna add in your garlic your green onions you can also add in some thyme some like chopped fresh thyme like a sprig or two of it and just a tiny pinch of rosemary and you're gonna cook it for about one to three minutes until you can start to smell all of the herbs and it gets aromatic and you're gonna stir in your uh, teaspoon of flour and you're gonna coat all your herbs you're gonna add in your salt and pepper your goat cheese, your lemon zest, and your milk. Okay. Okay, and you're going to melt it and blend it all together until it looks nice and creamy and good. And then you're going to take it off the heat, and you're going to let it start to set and cool. And once it starts to do that, you're going to go ahead and mix in your spinach into all of this and get it all going together. And then you're going to spoon it into your little shells, and you're going to pop it in the oven at... 350 degrees okay for about 15 to 20 minutes and then if you want to and you're feeling extra fancy you can um take some like freshly shredded parmesan and pull it out at like your 15 minute mark and sprinkle parmesan all over it and pop it back in for another minute or two. Oh wow it sounds so good it sounds so good and i'm really excited to try this so i think i will be bringing this in an ice lantern to our next i love it ritual it sounds so good i also really really want some goat cheese right now and i don't have any in my house and I now i am sad I'm so sorry. <laughs> i don't i'm out of cheese yeah, unfortunately. So, <laughs> damn it! I'm sorry. What kind of nonsense is I this? I know, I know. I have some for Tuesday though. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, what was your first like memory of like in bulk? Like, what, what what do you remember from it? I just remember, you know, it's it's really funny because it is kind of one of the holidays that we kind of miss every year for some reason. I don't know why, but because and we're maybe, doing it this year too. Well, I'm I'm thinking of combining the like the holiday with the moon with our moon yeah. yeah i mean it's close it's enough touch. yeah yeah um i just remember uh not my group per se but there were other groups that would stay up all night burning a fire until the sun came out i like that too you know they would just burn that fire all night to lure the sun back and they would stay up all night that's really intense and yes props up. that's some fucking dedication right that there that is dedication and yeah they were very dedicated on doing this it was raven and her whoever was that mm -hmm. so they would do that every year and i was like oh 
I don't think I could stay up all night. <laughs> yeah. I would probably fall asleep if, before the sun came up. I feel like I would too. That would take a whole lot of coffee and then I would just be really jittery and go to sleep and probably have like the worst sleep of my life or something like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, to be honest with you, I don't remember anything that really stands out because like I said, we always usually miss it, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't have really fond, fond, fond memories of it. I have one tradition. I definitely think I want to make these tartlets and the ice lantern a new tradition for me, but I do have one. But before I get into that, I just realized that you have gnomes on your fucking earrings. Like, are you fucking with me or what? <laughs> Every time we record this, there's a new fucking gnome here, dude. These were made for me by our coven sister, the coven sister. Thank so. you, the coven sister. <laughs> and these earrings represent the four elements, earth, air, fire, and water. Is there? Let me see here. So we have a fairy, we have the creepy ass gnome we have a salamander which is our fire, fire and a mermaid for water yes i like that oh and spirit which is the fifth element so you have the pentacle too to yes. tie them all together yeah i like that yeah. go coven sister i can't believe you found miniature gnome fucking <laughs> charms i'm imagining them like being like little ninjas like with mission impossible music like all around her house while she's sleeping just like <laughs> doing whatever it is that gnomes do i don't even know I what like they do gnomes. other than stalk people I'm I'm getting I'm getting more used to them. I really think they multiplied again. Before I thought there was three in this room, and now there's four, you know. And then there's someone on your earrings, so five. Okay, moving forward. I just I noticed that I've realized that I've become like hypersensitive to like spotting gnomes. Like I don't pay attention to anything, and regularly walk into people in public all the time because I'm not paying attention. But I I fucking spot gnomes now. Yeah, yeah, I like gnomes. I even brought one to the Green Man for in my office. <laughs> Boy, I don't think I've spotted that one yet. Not yet. Or choose oh, to I'm surprised. It. I see your little your little um, Bigfoot altar, and can I say, are you mad at Bigfoot right now? No, why? Because okay, so there's this thing called menacing the spirits. For those of you listening that don't know about it, it used to be really hardcore back in the day, and those witches were fucking ballsy because they would like straight out threaten the spirits. But now we really see it, and like, um, for instance, the the big thing that I always see it in is when you sell the house that you take a St. Joseph statue and you bury it upside down in the front yard. Right. That's technically menacing the spirit because you're kind of disrespecting him. So you're like, you want my respect, sell my fucking house. Yeah. You know? So I noticed when I was in Monica's room, she's got her little Sasquatch altar thing going on and your Bigfoot's upside down. He is. Yeah, you're menacing your Bigfoot spirit, man. What do you need it to do? Because you usually do that when they're... He's obviously not holding up his end of some kind of deal. What did you... You wanted to see him from across the street, so you're like, you want me to turn your picture right side up? You better walk your ass across that street. (laughs) Oh, man, I gotta check that out. I don't know why that is like that, so... Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay, so I do have one in bulk tradition well it started as an in bulk thing this was actually it's really funny so in bulk was the first public ritual i ever attended it was also the first one that i ever actually hosted and centered at a store that i used to work at and i want it was more of a new age store there really wasn't a witchcraft presence and i was still very much so like a novice myself but i wanted to bring what little i did know to the place that i was at um, so what I thought about was one of the things that, that the farmers did back then was they would bless their seeds and that was a really big part of, of it and part of like the folk magic, so to speak, of Imbolc. Right. And so basically what were your, what were their seeds? Their seeds represented their crops, which was their food, their goals, their hopes, their dreams, everything, everything was kind of centered money. there. Yeah. 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 
So what is that for us? That's our goals, our career, what we want to do. It's right at basically at the beginning of the year where we still actually kind of mean something with our New Year's resolutions, you know. So there's still a lot of hopes and dreams of things we want to see. So they're kind of like our seeds. So I actually took... And it's funny because now I think about it, it's arts and crafts, and that's something Bridget rules over. So this is a little bit more in bulk than I realized. Okay. Go, go baby with Shauna. Yeah, yeah. Go get. Go I get started it. hosting a vision board workshop. Ah. And the idea is, is that you think of all of the things that you want to do in your year, the things that you want to see come to pass and you want to harvest, and you find the representations in magazines, you bring pictures of whatever it is, you print them out, whatever you got to do, and you put them on this board. And during the first one that I did, after that, I told the story of Imbolc. I told a little bit about Bridget, and we actually chanted and blessed the boards. And from there, it's been something that I now do every single year, and it generally tends to be in January, but I'm excited to say that I'm actually doing it February 1st, so it's actually closer to Imbolc again this year. Good, good. And the first one that I did, I actually still have it. And you know what? Everything came true on it. And the interesting part was that it all came true between the end of August and November. So it was all during the fall and like the harvest time that it all actually came true, which I thought was trippy. Like I wow. blessed it on in bulk and I harvested all of it in the fall during the harvest wow, time. That's awesome. Yeah. So I was pretty excited about that. So that's one of my other in bulk uh, traditions. And it's an easy one. And it's also one that. You can be a little bit more low pro about because I know we do have some listeners that aren't necessarily out of the broom closet or can't really be super out with even their spells and stuff like that. So it's really easy to just say that you're just making like a dream board uh-huh. of things that you want to do. No one needs to know that it's actually correlating with the wheel of the year and with a pagan holiday. Right, right. To be mundanely looked at, sure. Exactly, exactly. Yes. Absolutely. So, it's a great great idea i love it so that's what i would do that's what i've got the only other little thing that i'm looking at my notes is um if you wanted to just do something really like low-key for like an in bulk manifesting thing you can use a white candle and dress it with a little bit of rose water or rose oil and write your goals on bay leaves and burn it in the candle flame okay i like that yeah but don't forget if you have any coins or any running water by you you know, any wells or anything, streams, just go and throw those coins in. Do you think that was like the origin of wishing wells? I think so. I think so. Yeah. And you know what? It's also next to um, Groundhog's Day, which is on the second. Oh, yeah, that's right. You know, don't forget about that groundhog because uh, that's tell he tells us whether we're having more spring or winter coming so what which way is it like it's i know that he has to see his um if he, yeah if he sees his i think if he sees his shadow i don't know let me let me try to find that um i always get that confused too i don't I, yeah i always get that confused about which which is if he sees his shadow then there's going to be x amount of more days it's of like winter two, two weeks or something like that yeah, something like that. But I was was fascinated with Groundhog Day. You know, I was like was fascinated with that. I don't know why. You know what? I didn't care just because my birthday was coming up and I had a lot of friends that were born on Groundhog Day and I was like, I don't care about your birthday. My birthday's coming. Yeah, that's all you care about. <laughs> when, I, when you're a little kid, yeah, that's, that's basically it. Yeah, let's see. Let's see. I think they're really cute little animals too. Um, so what is it? If Candlemas be fair and bright, come winter, have another flight. If Candlemas brings clouds and rain, go winter and come not again. 
a little poem that they wrote. Isn't oh, that right. funny? And it included candle mass for Groundhog's Day. That is kind of cool. That is pretty cool. Um, wow. So I just looked up the origin of wishing wells. Uh, just like on a short thing. It, it is pretty, I think, probably tied in with this. It says... A wishing well is a term from European folklore to describe wells where it was thought that any spoken wish would be granted. The idea that a wish should be granted came from the notion that water housed deities or had placed a gift where, or was placed there as a gift from the gods. Aha. Uh-huh. So even if it wasn't directly tied in with Bridget, it's still European and it's still... Like pagan folklore, and since it's a well, I'm just gonna go ahead and say that it makes a lot of fucking sense. Yeah, sure does. And the last thing that I wanted to say was, like I was just saying, I had friends that were born on Groundhog's Day on the second on in bulk, right? Right. So when we look at Beltane, Beltane is a holiday full of fertility and love making. It's a day where people, couples that are trying to have babies, get tired of the maple, all that stuff, right? Right. And we'll get more into that in May as we actually cover Beltane more, but. Yes. It was said that babies that are conceived on Beltane were sacred, right? Oh, wow. You know when those babies are born? Beginning of February. Yes. So all of you groundhog babies and all of you February babies, you are the result of a really good pagan ritual. Here you go. You're also <laughs> sacred as fuck go Aquarians. There you go. It so, might just be a little biased because I'm If he Aquarius. sees his shadow, there will be six more weeks of winter. Six? Yeah, and if All you right. cannot see its shadow, spring is on its way. We should really stop saying if he sees his shadow because he doesn't give a shit. He's like, put me down and give me a snack. It's if we see his shadow, right? Yeah. Or how do we know if he sees his shadow? Well, I mean, I think he, they bring him out of the hole, you know, out of his, out of his mm-hmm. den or wherever he's uh, like hiding there and sleeping. And, and if he's, you know, they put him outside and if the sun, they see the shadow. I think I'm going to actually try and watch it because I know that they televise that stuff. Yeah. I might actually try and watch it this year. Yeah, there's a, there's a big thing that they do. I mean, it's a big deal. And they, he even has a name. They call him like, what is his name? Pul- Pul- Pulse? I don't even know. What the heck do they call it? The Groundhog? His yeah. name? But there, there it is. It's called, yeah, it's called Punstuli. <laughs> Something like that. Can you I'll try that one more time? No. P-U-N. You try to say this fucking word. P-U-N-X-S-U-T-A-W-N-E-Y. Can you pronounce that for me one more time? Punsutani. Something like that. Can we just call him Mr. Chubby Cheeks? We can just call him Mr. Groundhog, huh? Mr. Groundhog. I can't even say the fucking word. Can you say that word? Look at that and try to pronounce that word. Hold on, I don't even see it. Where is it? <laughs> I don't think that's his name. Yes, what it is. is it is his name. It is. I'm telling you. Pun. <laughs> Go for it. Pun- Punksatwinini. <laughs> Ricky, can you try? Can you chime in on this word? I still think that's like the name of. No, some, it's is, him. That's his name. Yeah. All right. How do we say that? Can you say it? That's probably the closest one. Yeah, it's I, so. Yeah. <clears throat> when Monica and I had our great Athame Athami debate, which is still fucking going on, by the way, because it's Athame. Um, okay, you. okay. A lot of people sent us voice clips yes. on on our Instagram messages, and I'm gonna spell this out to you one more time. 
And I would love for you guys to send me voice clips yeah. to tell us how you pronounce this. So, oh, man. P-U-N-X-S-U-T-A-W-N-E-Y. You cannot drink wine and try and pronounce this no, shit, okay? No, you can't Bailey's so that's what I got for Imbolc. I'm really excited about it this time. Usually I feel like it kind of goes unnoticed, but I'm pretty stoked. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be good. Yeah. It's going to be good. I'll just be recuperating from my surgery, and everyone's going to have to visit me. There we go. I'll, I'll bring lots of ice lanterns and, and right. corn husks. Yeah. All right. Who is your shout-out for the week? Let me see. I think, let's see. I'm gonna, I am going to shout-out to all those wonderful people that were at the uh, Fortuna Ritual last night. So I'm shouting out to you. Thank you so much for being there for me. I do appreciate it so much. Yes, that was amazing. super, super was amazing. awesome. Yes. I know I just oops, did a shout out for them um, in our, our divination episode. But I'm going to shout out my ghost daddies one more time. Johnny Hellion and Brandon. I hung out with them earlier today. And we had a great time talking about witchcraft and art and oddities and it was just so much fun and then we ended up going thrift shopping which johnny is like my good luck charm for that because he finds the coolest stuff and i actually found a tea set with the evil eyes on it i love that i think that's amazing it is at a thrift store no less right i was so excited and i know that i would not have found that if it wasn't for johnny being my good luck charm for that so i'm giving one more shout out to my ghost daddies and for being awesome thrifting partners for today it was fucking badass awesome very good so have a great in bulk candle mass everybody out there send us pictures of your ice lanterns or your your feast we want to see what witchy stuff you got going on yeah absolutely and on that note merry meet merry parts and and merry meet meet again. again